Welcome to Mortgages Behind the Curtain. And now here's your host, Stan Hook. Hello, everyone. This is Stan Hook, mortgage broker with All California Mortgage. And well, welcome to another episode of Mortgages Behind the Curtain. Uh, today, divorcing, divorced. Well, which is it? On the mortgage application, there is a box there to check off. Are you married? Well, that's obvious. Are you separated? Eh, maybe not so obvious. Are you unmarried? Well, obvious, but and what do I mean? Okay, hey, what, what you want to set your mind to is you want to be in the seat of the underwriter. The underwriter is the person who is analyzing your income, but more importantly, in this episode, analyze, well, yeah, income is comes up here later. So the underwriter is analyzing your income and also analyzing your obligations, okay? So divorcing versus divorced. Well, what are your obligations? Okay, well, here's a definition that I found of separation, which uh, let me read it to you. While a divorce legally dissolves a marriage, a legal separation is a court order. Let me stop there. A court order. That's key to the underwriter. A legal separation is a court order that mandates the rights and duties of the couple while they are still married but living apart. However, a legal separation may offer the same protection as a divorce and in some cases works out better. Okay. A legal separation is a court order. That means it's a written document. That means it's been recorded by the court. That means the underwriter has a clear description of what is your obligation and what is not your obligation in the area of debts, okay? Uh, because, hey, we're separated. Well, I need the documentation. I, well, um, we just came to an agreement. Yeah, I need the documentation. Otherwise, all the credit goes against you to qualify for the home you want to get. All right. So what are some obligations? Also the, the separation agreement and also the marital settlement agreement when you, when you are divorced, it also spells out, are there any new obligations that you're, you're obligated for, such as alimony or child support? All right. And in while I'm on alimony and child support, let me take you into the weeds a little bit of uh, on the alimony child support uh, for the recipient of that. It's income. However, it has to continue at least three years, aka 36 months, at least 36 months from the date of the note. All right. I know I'm dragging you into the weeds, but hypothetically, child support includes a child who is approaching 18 or put it this way, approaching 15. Get your deal done before they turn 15, because 36 months later at the age of 18, that portion of the child support is no longer able to be counted as income on your application. All right. So I'm dragging you into the weeds, but some of this yeah, I've got income, 
child support, alimony, well, we got to get to the nitty gritty. Uh, other areas such as uh, debt, car loan. This is a gray, well, this, this isn't such a gray area, but it's contradictory to my next point uh, of a mortgage. So a car loan. I had a friend tell me a while ago, you know, your ex is always in your life. It's just a fact. Okay, well, you know that car loan? My ex pays for it, 100%. All right, well, for it to not count on your credit report because you originally got it in your the two of your names, I need a copy of the canceled checks for the last 12 months showing that the ex does pay for it. Then that car loan debt is not counted uh, in your qualifying. But the gray area of mortgage, and this is where we get into the underwriting world of, you know, we're all human. The underwriter is human. I've seen this counted. I've seen this not counted. But in the gray area of mortgage, just like I said for the car loan, canceled checks. Show me 12 months of canceled checks uh, that the ex has been paying that mortgage on the old house and it won't count against you. However, nine times out of 10, I run into, hey, your ex has to refinance that. They have to get the loan in their name only. And the only way to do that is for them to qualify for a refinance. Well, why? Come on, man. Well, you know what? The underwriter looks at it and says, you know, any day now, the ex could not pay it and you are fully obligated for it. So it gets counted against you. I've had it go both ways. I never know what I'm going to get from an underwriter, but I know nine times out of 10, uh, it's it's uh, got to be refinanced in the ex's name only. Okay. Otherwise, even in the mortgage world, we consider it your obligation until your name is off the loan. Uh, recently, I've had two divorce um, applicants. One is very clean and one was not so clean. And by clean, I mean the divorce took place and the marital settlement agreement, divorce document was recorded and filed, you know, a year ago. And uh, she moved out over two years ago. So it was a pretty clean file and her income uh, was plenty sufficient to qualify for what she wanted to do. It's just a matter of doc documents and bringing up the SOAR point of, hey, I got to get your divorce document. Oh my God, you're going to know everything in my life and so on and so forth. Yeah, well, the underwriter is going to know more about you and me than we know about ourselves. Okay, so we go along there and that's, that's a clean one. The not so clean one was, hey, just separated. It's been like six months or whatever. We're working on it. I've moved out. I've rented a place. I got the itches to go buy a place and I found a place. Well, wait a minute, you know, and so what was happening, and this was not a very amicable uh, separation or divorce. Uh, and the bottom line was, hey, I'm writing this prequal letter and you and your realtor know this, that it is all subject to that the ex complete her refinance and her name only of that property that's in both of your names that, that uh, you have given to her basically, but you do not qualify. 
until her refinance is completed and in her name. Then the next day after that proof, we can close escrow on your purchase. Well, not so amicable, uh, drags the heels, drags the heels, drags the heels, and everybody gets frustrated. And the seller for the client who's buying um, is getting antsy and ready to move on also. But finally, and it was to the, to the um, ex's benefit to refinance and get a lower payment. And thankfully, she qualified, barely, but she did. But you know what? She wasn't too happy to accommodate. <laughs> so that happens too. Uh, the point of all of this is what? Are you married? Are you separated? Meaning, are you legally separated so that you can show me a, doc, a legal separation court order document? That's key. And then the third choice is pretty clear, unmarried, all right, when everything's finalized. So I hope this helps. It may not stick, but the point being to all of this, if you are in this kind of no man's land with the relationship with your ex or soon-to-be ex, all the more reason to get pre-approved for a refinance or a purchase, more importantly, a purchase, sooner than later so that you know what documentation you do need so you can qualify for the maximum loan amount that you may need getting that max. So I hope this helps. It, which is it, divorcing or divorced? Be very clear up front with your lender so that uh, expectations can be set accordingly. All right, thank you very much. Enjoy the day. This is Stan Hook, mortgage broker with All California Mortgage. Take care, bye-bye.